Welcome to Adoptive Feels with Hannah and Ryan, a podcast on anything and everything adoption related. Yep, we're back. We hope you've all been going okay this past year, which has been full of a myriad of challenges. We figured it might be nice to catch up just a tiny bit before we jump back into our regular programming. So here's a little conversation that we recorded from Hannah's car. Um, So there was a little bit of background noise. Apologies in advance. Anyways, this conversation explains a little bit what we've been up to. And in classic Adoptive Feels fashion, we find ourselves awkwardly fumbling through some, you know, little topics such as giving up on one's dreams and the process of rebuilding new ones. Fingers crossed you find it somewhat interesting, and if not, feel free to skip straight ahead to episode 61. Yes, that's right, we've also just dropped episode 61, so please don't feel you have to suffer through this one. So we've been, um, we've been away for a year, and I was like just Googling before um, whether either MIA or AWOL was the correct term to use. <laughs> and apparently, I didn't know this, but yeah, so they're both like military terms. And yeah, MIA is generally used um, in a combat environment where the body or person cannot be accounted for. AWOL is a voluntary action when someone leaves their duty station. So I think... AWOL? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so first, I guess we just wanted to, like, say um, say where we've been. Yeah, yeah, and kick off Adopted Feels version 2, I guess, 2024, which is nuts. Nuts in, like, like you feel old or just, like, it's been a while? Well, it's been a while, and also I feel like our podcast is, I mean, I guess we don't get to count last year, right? Like, we got to put that clock on hold but we started in like 21 didn't we uh i think we technically started like in 19 oh shit (laughs) (laughs) but i mean we have um okay it's been a while we have probably have one of the world's most intermittent podcasts (laughs) that's that's okay (laughs) well we'll take our awards where we can get them most intermittent you know sure That's not the worst award you could get, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so where have we been? Um, I feel like maybe, Hannah, you should you should start, because uh, <laughs> your life has been much more exciting. Oh, no. No, it ha- not, not exciting. Um, yeah, so maybe I'll go more into this, if anyone's interested, in um, a separate little diary episode but I decided to um very very fraught decision like of course (laughs) decided to leave Korea um yeah in December of 2022 yeah so about it look about a year ago um and moved back to Australia um that was a big transition How do I put it? I mean, uh, I'd been like thinking about leaving Korea for a while and I kind of feel like, yeah, I returned to Australia at the very last minute to still be able to um, 
board the yeah like regular um, adulting train, <laughs> like like just at the last minute. <laughs> um, yeah, and so that's what I've been trying to do this year. I mean, kind of like a lot less um, maybe fun and exciting in the conventional sense than than some of my life was in Korea. Mm-hmm. Like I've been. You know, working nine to five and um, trying to save money and yeah, I don't know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm like boring myself talking about it. Oh, anyway, <laughs> look, it's it was kind of it was it was kind of rough at times. Yeah, definitely a rough mm. first six months and like just missing Korea and being really in two minds about coming back. So I feel like I was physically here, but um, kind of mentally and emotionally still in Korea for a while. Mm -hmm. But now, thankfully, I feel like at least like most of me is now here, you know? Do you feel like you noticed a shift around six months? Is that what you were suggesting? Um, uh, Therapy helped. I um, I think I was kind of lucky. I found someone um, who was recommended by a friend. Oh, gosh, that's like, I think, an overly simplistic um, explanation. Uh, therapy helped, sure. And also um, just like reconnecting with people. It's like, I think, you know, you come back and even though I lived here for most of my life, it's not like... Some relationships, like some friendships, I could almost just pick up exactly where they left off. But actually, Mm. most of them, you know, like, I needed to kind of, like, it's a process of, like, reconnecting and rebuilding a little bit. Because I was away for, like, almost five years in total when you add up the two stints in Korea. So, um... I don't know, there's that, and I just think it takes time to to build a life wherever you go. For sure. Um, Five years is a long time to be away, and, like, perhaps to the, the time in your and your friends' lives, like, I think, you know, a lot happens in, like, a five-year span when people are in their 30s or mm. late 20s or whatever it is, right? Like... Yeah. yeah, whereas I was just like drinking in Korea for five years. <laughs> well, I was just drinking in Melbourne for five years, so. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> yeah, and you've had like some big transitions too. Like, certainly not as um, big as yours, um, but. I guess the main one is around work, which, you know, it's sort of about work, but it's, I guess, a lot bigger than work. But, um, yeah, basically I'd been retraining at, like, the middle of 2022, I'd say, um, to to study, like, user experience design, like a short course. It was basically just to, like, find... Um, to create more options for myself other than staying in academia. So, yeah, that was 
that was um, ultimately a good decision, I think. So I, I landed an internship at the start of 2023 and now work for the same company um, in a like an ongoing basis, part-time. Um, so that's been good, but it's like a very different world and environment to what I have been used to. Um, I think the transition too from doing research and like spending most of my time thinking about you know things that feel deeply important to me you know doing research on Korean adoption for example um so from shifting from like doing that for work to doing something for work that kind of has nothing to do with um with your identity like was kind of it's a bit of a shift like and I think it's it's good, like, I don't want work to be all-encompassing. Like, I don't want work to be everything. I would like to have some of myself outside of that. Um, but also, you know, it is, it is kind of weird to be now spending, you know, most of my waking hours in, in a workplace where those things just kind of aren't at the forefront or, like, don't really matter or don't really like yeah form part of like daily conversations with colleagues uh, like that's that's been a bit of of a transition um along with like a whole bunch of other things like I work with predominantly cis men and that's like never been my work life up until now <laughs> like um it's yeah it's it's been a bit wild but I think I think good like like I want, I want this like career shift to like, really like enable me to continue to do like writing on adoption and stuff, perhaps more creatively. And part of what I had hoped that this career change would mean is to like allow me to to explore that more deeply. So, um, I, Hannah and I had joked about this episode being called like giving up on your dreams um <laughs> but i think this is really like a we might still call we it might, that, yes like <laughs> subtitle of that um i'm hopeful that this is not really giving up on a dream it's like finding different ways to pursue a dream um it just might not look like what i had previously envisioned it might look like which i think was an academic career doing this research right like um, that's probably really, really boring to listeners. Um, but that's my main No, I <laughs> think, um, to put it into context for people, like, this is a move, like, from, yeah, so from academia to, um, to a whole other career. Like, you've been thinking about that for a long, for years, right? Before you started... I definitely been thinking about what else I could pursue if academia didn't work out. Um, I don't know if I was very clear on like what plan B would be, um, and I'm pretty happy where I landed. Like I'm in a job, like so I'm now a product designer, and it is really interesting. It's full of like really interesting challenges. Like it's a really steep learning curve for me, but. 
um, like I like a lot of the aspects of the job like it's super collaborative it's creative it's challenging um, but I think maybe Hannah like what you were um, kind of alluding to is like it also involved f for me like quite a quite a lot of grief around like letting go of this thing that I thought I really wanted for my life like this is what I like thought I wanted to do in my life and this is how I would contribute you know and yeah I think letting go of academia being the way in which I envisaged my life heading I think that that took a while like that definitely was happening before I took this course and before I got the internship mm. how do you think you process that or like what helped you I don't know, come to terms with some of that. With the grief? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, and I mean, uh, so, um, so for me, like, choosing to move back to Australia, yeah, I felt like I was giving up on this dream of um, living in Korea. Like, part of me wanted to just, I don't know, like, live happily ever after in Korea, and... And maybe I could have done that if I if I'd really really wanted that to work, um, but um, yeah. So that that's the dream that I was like giving up on, and like there was also like you know to be honest, like sometimes sometimes like a little sense of failure in that as well. Like I'm mm. I'm not saying so-called failure doesn't have to be a terrible thing, right? right. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> well, I guess I would say two things. Like, for me personally, one way that I processed it was by trying to, like, rethink for me personally, like, what is it that I actually like doing and want to do and that I think academia allows me to do? And can I do that outside of academia? Like outside of the university system. And so for me, that took the form of thinking of myself as a writer and not necessarily as like an academic researcher, just as someone that likes to spend their time thinking and reading about, about adoption and, and writing about it. And then I was like, okay, well, if that's what I like, I like having conversations and I like thinking about these things. Like I can actually do that outside of university, right? And so like, what are the other mm. conditions that I can create in my life that would enable me to still pursue that quote-unquote unquote dream? Mm. Um, but also, I think, tying my identity to something like, well, I'm a writer, as opposed to I'm an academic, right? So that I could still be a writer if I'm not an academic, right? <laughs> like, yeah. to create continuity. So I think that was, like, a helpful shift for me, just, like, mentally, because I knew that like letting go of academia would be so hard. And maybe it's not hard so much as just like fucking scary. Like I think maybe it was that I was just afraid. Like because I didn't I had no idea what else I could do. Like if I'm like, oh if I don't do this then I have a failure of imagination of like what else I could possibly be employed to do. The other thing that I would say is like I don't know if this resonates at all in your situation around leaving Korea but I think at a certain point 
like, how much of a choice do we really have? Like, for me, it's like, yeah, I could see leaving academia as a failure, but also there are really real material and economic conditions that made an academic career so incredibly difficult that, like, it's like you're not turning away from someone, or, like, you're not saying no to something that has been laid out for you, like, oh, I could just take it, I could just have this thing. It's like, there are really big reasons outside of our control for why certain things aren't possible mm. or why certain things are so, so difficult. Like, um, I mean, I think that helped for me too to like really view, yeah, I guess in my case, academia and pursuing that dream or project is, that's me trying to navigate a system that um, is not set up for most people to get jobs. You know, yeah. like it's, yeah, on the one hand, it's, you could view it as like an individual failure and I could take that on as like, mm -hmm. oh, I wasn't smart enough or I didn't work hard enough. And like, to be honest, I often do think that about myself. So like, I'm, you know, like that is true. Like I, I do, like that voice does echo in my head sometimes, but um, anyways, I just rambled. But does that feel like... I don't know, does that connect at all with your... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I also don't think that... Um, you know, in general... This isn't this isn't my original thought. This is, like... I, I think... Like, as adoptees, we, we know that... Returning to Korea and... Um, trying to build, like, um, a fulfilling, like professionally and financially successful life there is difficult like we um aren't equipped with a lot of the things that you you need to thrive there mm. um like the language obviously and the networks and the connections and the, the, the cultural knowledge and um etc you know and I'd come off the back of like I suppose COVID and um a difficult year I think in 2022 um, so it was still a choice but it didn't feel like um, it didn't feel sustainable in some ways mm. to keep living the way I was yeah and I guess like um, it's it's easy to like feel self-critical sometimes and like you hear that voice like oh well if you just like studied harder to like learn the language fluently or um you know you should have just like refused to I don't know like just decided to only spend time with Korean friends and like you know so to like <laughs> improve the language and like make connections and um hustled harder to like either um <laughs> get more like freelance work or you know get a job say it like maybe an international company or I don't yeah like all, all kinds of um ultimately though like like I'm I'm glad that I had that experience yeah I needed to and I think no yeah I don't know like I I tried like I to yeah I, I don't actually feel um I think there was a period where I, I felt like a sense of a real sense of personal failure you know not working out the way I imagined or something mm. but I don't feel that currently yeah that's good 
<laughs> so I'm like trying to like make sense of my thoughts around that yeah out loud um mm. yeah well I think that's also <laughs> how we tend to roll <laughs> podcasts like not necessarily having clear ideas before we start Okay, so have we explained, like, um, going AWOL? Like, and why? <laughs> um, yeah, probably to a more of an extent than people want to hear about. <laughs> okay. Um, also, I just want to briefly say that we did have, you know, we kind of um, stopped podcasting in the middle of our planned friendship series and long story short I feel like I realized that yeah I just didn't know enough about friendship to be <laughs> making a series on it <laughs> um you know like after the, the breakdown I suppose of like um a couple of friendships with people that, um people I was friends with in Korea and um the friendships like broke down a little bit like after I returned to Australia and um and then also just like trying to <laughs> navigate um my friendship with my best friend who um is a straight white man and like and some of the complexities around that so I'm just <laughs> yeah just all to say that I was like I don't know anything about friendship at all like I don't think I should be like podcasting about this <laughs> not that you know we were positioning ourselves as, as um some Expert. kind of experts but yeah. um I was like yeah need to go do some more learning or something <laughs> to this later um yeah so that I just wanted to just well, add, right, yeah, right. add yeah. yeah yeah and our um, first episode of 2024 is not going to be on friendship, so <laughs> that's been parked for a while. Yeah. We, we will gather the expertise to be able to resume the friendship series, so stay tuned. <laughs> so we're kicking off our 2024 Adopted Feel season with an episode that we're releasing at the same time as this one, which is with Eli, otherwise known as Attachment Nerd. This was... She's like insta-famous, by the way. Yeah. Yes. We were really surprised to get her on, and on our podcast. And intimidated. Um, <laughs> keep a recommend you listen to that conversation. It was one of my most memorable, I'd say. Yeah, same. Um, and she's just lovely. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really, really interesting. She's not an adoptee. She has worked with Korean adoptees in Seoul, and you'll have to just press play on that to, to hear more about it. But um, yeah, excited to start the season off with, with that conversation, and we've got a handful more um, in the pipeline. Um, yes, actually, because we, we did record some last year. Um, yeah, so these are ones that we've prepared earlier. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're so organized yeah. and <laughs> channeling our Virgo uh, energy. <laughs> okay, one more thing that we just wanted to flag is that... So, there is an Australian organization of Korean adoptees called Cayenne. That Hannah actually helped to found. 
Yes. 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 So pretty big deal. <laughs> um, and I'm just really proud that it's like it survived like for 10 years. Um, and you know, it's grown a little bit in recent years, um, under the like expert guidance of the current president, um, Sean. And so in November this year, November 1st to the 3rd, they're going to have a 10 year anniversary event. And it's also like a mini CAD gathering in Sydney. Yeah, so that's really exciting. And I think, like, there are a lot of Korean adoptees around the world, apparently, who've who've just been, like, waiting for an excuse to visit Australia. So... Here's your excuse. (laughs) So, um... I'm planning to go, but Ryan's sadly unsure. So I'm I'm sorry to like break that news that the um, most popular oh, member of our podcast <laughs> may not be able to make it. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> but, but um, yeah. it should be a really cool event, and um, I guess we're mentioning it now to give folks ample time to organize their trip. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, Sydney is really in, pretty in Sydney. Mm. For more information about the Korean Adoptee Gathering in Sydney later this year, visit kayan.org.au. That's K-A-I-A-N dot O-R-G dot A-U. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Adopted Feels Podcast, or you can check out our website and get in touch that way, adoptedfeels.com. Nothing else to say, really. I think that's... We were going to talk about intentions, but fuck that. Do you think we have enough? There's enough there. Think? Yeah. It was just like a little hello. Yeah. <laughs> hello. Yeah. Hello. We've given up on our dreams. Goodbye. Like, yeah. <laughs> listen to our next episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>